But if I hadn't have looked at what made me poorly in the first place, looked at that, what did I do wrong? And then, you know, heal that, then I'm not sure that I would have achieved my goals because maybe I would have taken quite a few steps back. So thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Andrea Rainsford, and she is the SEO angel. Now, we all know that small businesses need all the help that they can get, and we were just having a chat about all of the stuff she wants to help people with. But that's not how we first got in touch, because I saw her personal story. And I thought, do you know what? There's goals associated with that. There's goal setting associated with that. So I reached out and had a chat via LinkedIn, via messages. And lo and behold, she's going to spare us some time today and tell us about her past, what she's up to at the moment. We're going to make sure that there's some freebies available for you so that you can have a go at having this SEO angel on your shoulder. So, Andrea, thanks for joining me. Over to you. Tell us a little bit more about, well, tell us actually a lot more about (laughs) the story that piqued my interest that got us together. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Doug. Most appreciated. Yeah, I uh, popped a post out on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, which Doug very kindly saw and commented on. And that post was basically explaining how I took my first steps without my crutches for the first time in 17 years. And it was it was huge, really. If we go right back to the beginning, I had an amazing corporate career. I loved my corporate career and I worked as a global BD for Ernst & Young in corporate finance. I just absolutely adored my job. But very sadly, I became very poorly. I think that's too many hours pushing too hard. It was just a job that I think I gave too much to. I think I gave my whole life to. And very sadly... I had a stroke at the age of 32 and I spent six months in hospital. I lost the use of my left-hand side and I then went on to spend, I think it was five or six years in a hospital bed in our living room. And so I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to do anything for myself. So I had four carer calls a day of two carers a day because I wasn't able to roll or sit up or do anything. So they bathed and fed me and, and, and everything else, as you can imagine. And it was just a very, very long, hard road. And I think that... Right back at the beginning, the doctor said to me, I'm I'm not sure that you're going to walk again. And that was probably the best thing he could have said to me because I was like, yeah, I'll show you. And that was the one thing that happened in my head. I didn't sit there and think, oh, that's never going to happen. I thought, yeah, he's told me I'm not going to do it. So I'll prove to him that I can. And so right back in those very early days, that goal was set. And it's taken me 17 years. And I think that what I want it to say with the post and the reason that I wrote the post is because life is tough for many of us. We've just been through COVID. We've been through some terrible times. We're now going into what looks like a recession. We can't seem to keep a prime minister for more than five minutes. And life can get a little bit scary and it can get a little bit like we're losing our way and that we're treading water and we're not actually getting to where we want to get to. And I did a presentation about 18 months ago. I did. A, I was a keynote speaker for Woman Who and my speech was called Never Put a Ceiling on Your Dreams. And the reason for that is that 
you know, if we set our goals, we set our dreams, we set our, you know, objectives is that it's just never giving up on them because if I'd have given up, I would never have got to where I am now. And I've been three weeks without my crutches now. And it's still taking a little bit of getting used to. It's still very alien when I step foot outside the door. I'm still not quite sure what I'm doing. It takes a little bit of time for my brain to get into the rhythm and yet I'm walking and I still can't walk naturally yet. But when looking back from how far I've come, the pride that I feel, then I never gave up. And and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was a doddle and that it was easy and that it, everything just fell into place and it happened because it didn't. And I had lots of down days. I had lots of days where I, I said, I'm right, I'm giving up. I had lots of days where I said, I'm not going to do it. But I think the most important thing was, was I always got back up. And even if I was down for two or three days, I always got back up. And so it's not about having a perfect record. It's not about everything going smoothly because when we're trying to get to something that means so much to us or has such importance, it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be textbook and it's not always going to be the same. You're not always going to take the same steps that everybody else did to get there. It's about, you know, finding your way. And if I hadn't have had the self-belief and if I hadn't have said that to myself at day one, I am going to do this. I'm not convinced that I would have done it. So, Wow. (laughs) There's no other word. That's incredible. And saying that you're going to do something, taking 17 years to do it, that's persistence. That's an important lesson for people. There's so many out there in the world want these get-rich-quick stuff. You know, I'm going to TikTok my way to stardom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, oh, well, it's the doesn't, easiest way to work. put a million quid in the bank. And it's like, there's no easy way to put a million quid in the bank. There isn't. Um, Life's hard. And I think that by telling yourself that there's an easy way, there's a quick way, there's a quick fix, it's just not healthy. It really isn't healthy because anything worthwhile takes time. I mean, it takes nine months to... To have a baby, it's the important things in life just take time. And when we're children, we're learning to speak and we're learning to write and we're learning to walk. It all takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. That's the key thing to remember is that if you look back over the worthwhile things in life, they take time. And yet I understand there's a lot of uncertainty around. I get that. But by going into panic mode and looking for a a get rich quick scheme, they just don't work. And you're going to end up back where you started from. And that's the important thing is also if it doesn't work quickly, that's where people give up mm. because, you know, they're not appreciating that there is a degree of hard work in any meaningful endeavor. And so true. Getting to walk again, that's one heck of a meaningful endeavor and to walk without crutches. So I'm like sending the vibes of, kudos across from here to you because that is amazing but what i'm feeling is yes it wasn't simple but you had a simple goal yeah you had lots of opportunities to call it a day to give in Mm -hmm. but you didn't no so there was persistence there and we all have shitty days we do we all have I mean, you know, obviously yours are going to be right up there with the shitty ones, because <laughs> I can, I can imagine, I can imagine really just some days when your body's not working the way that it used to, and the way that you want it to. That's pretty shitty. So 
I'm sending much, much love to you, Andrea. In, Thank in you, that Doug. Respect. Most appreciated. But wasn't there something in this healing process as well that I caught? Something probably a little bit different because it wasn't just your willpower and your thought processes. You know, there was something else helping you along the way. I think that I'd only met Ian two years before I had the stroke and he's been instrumental to me getting where I am because he never left me. And a lot of people have said to me, he's just a superstar, isn't he? Because he had to care for me at my worst. And he did things for me that your partner should never have to do. So our relationship for a very long time was carer and patient. And he's prouder than proud now that, you know, I'm out there walking with him on a Sunday. And we just look at each other and go, how the hell did we get here? And looking back, I don't really know how I did it. I I wish I could sit there and tell you how I did it. But I think that you hit the nail on the head when I've just got a streak running through me that I never give up. And I think I get that from my dad, but also that I didn't want to give up for Ian because he'd given his life to helping me get better. And I had to do it for him as well. So the days when I wanted to give up, a lot of people will say, but you've got to do everything for yourself. But I'm sorry, but I don't necessarily agree because on the days where you really just can't find it, you just need a reason. And Ian was my reason on the days when I just couldn't find it. So most of the time I did do it for me. But on those really, really tough days where you've just got nothing to hold on to, I did it for him. And, you know, he is my hero and he always will be. And we went out for a walk at the weekend and it's still novel. It's still a little bit like, oh, look, we're off for a walk. And we've been for plenty of walks with my crutches. But the one thing that I think, if, I, if I'm being brutally honest, that held me back was fear. Because I'd learnt to walk with these two sticks. And then there's lots of doubts in your head about whether you can actually do it without them. So we use the term crutch in personal and business all the time. Mine actually were crutches. But it's how could my body and my brain do it without them? And so the first few times I just kept grabbing hold of him and it had only been a few days in and I knew that I'd got to do it without him because I knew that if I didn't, then I'd be using, I'd be replacing my crutches for him. And I thought I've just got to believe in myself that I can do this. And it took me a really long time. It was like, right, here, Ian kept saying heel toe, heel toe. I'm walking down the road at a, very, at a snail's pace going heel toe, heel toe. And it took a long time for me to get the rhythm and the gist because my brain can't do it naturally. But it's about the goals, but it's also about, you know, the self-belief. And you mentioned healing. I had to heal everything that went wrong because I know some people don't agree with this, but I believe that we make ourselves poorly. And I was poorly for a reason. And it happened to me because of the life that I was living and the pressure that I was putting myself under. So you then have to think to yourself, well, I've got to change that because I can't go back to where I've come from. And so my life has completely changed it. My friends think I'm a complete lunatic and that's absolutely fine because I I watch what I eat. I watch everything that goes into my body. I exercise most days. It, it's some form of yoga or stretching because I had to have a really strong core to get me back on my feet. So it was yoga and Pilates in the early days that got me strong. But if I hadn't have looked at what made me poorly in the first place, looked at that, what did I do wrong? And then, you know, heal that, then I'm not sure that I would have achieved my goals because maybe I would have taken quite a few steps back. But I think it's hard 
to look at yourself and think, okay, what did I do wrong? Where did my vision, you know, how was that not very good for me? How was that going against me? I, I felt as though I'd got to get higher in the ranks. I'd got to get the next big promotion. I'd got to, I'd got to bring in the next big client because it, it was like I was on a hamster wheel mm. and I just kept going round and round and round. And it was just like the next, the next thing to achieve. And it's just not healthy for any of us. And I went to a ball a couple of weekends ago. I was sat next to a lady that works at, for a competitor of Ernst & Young. And I was sat next to a gentleman that was an insurance broker. And the lady said to her husband, are you listening to Andrea? Because she, he's never at home. She said, he's always working. So are you listening to her? And he just, he just dropped his head. And so if my story can just help one person think about the way that they live in their life and you know, are they actually healthy? Are they, you know, are the signs there that their bodies are struggling, that their minds are struggling? If it can just help one person to stop and think that, you know, this isn't particularly healthy for me, then it's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Hello, I hope you don't mind me interrupting this episode. Just wanted to tell you about one of my other businesses, which is DB Wealth Planning and Preservation. We do cash flow modeling, lifestyle financial planning, and wills and trusts. So if that's something that's on your agenda, if you want to see what your future looks like well ahead of the game, then pop over to my website, dbwpp.co.uk, and we'll help you create your future and protect your assets. So that's dbwpp.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. Well, it's got to be an amazing thing because... To be fair, having a stroke that early in your life, that's a proper lesson. It is. <laughs> I mean, you know, whoever was dishing out that lesson wasn't holding back, were they? They weren't messing about. Jesus. No. Well, sorry. No, 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 no I, I get it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there were happy times. There were fun times. I mean, I can remember because I was in hospital for such a long time. I had my own quilt. I had my own decorations. I, I think Ian moved the living room in. I'd got all the family and the photos and pictures of the cats. So people walking down the ward were like, you know, we're always double taking, you know, <laughs> how long has she been in? And, so, and it, the sad thing is I was in with all the geriatrics because you, the people that are in hospital after having strokes are usually, you know, 60, 70 plus. They're not usually my age. So it mm. was, it was an interesting time. It's an episode that goals have to a degree, a big degree, put behind us. So now tell us about your purpose. Well, it, again, it was, it's the goals, SEO isn't it? SEO. Yeah, it's goals, stuff. isn't it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm i sure it doesn't surprise you that when I was recovering, I was like, mm, what am I going to do now then? And it, uh, it sort of came up one day and I thought, I mm, need to see if my brain still works. I said to Ian, I'm going back to university. And he went, <laughs> he actually looked then you're just a complete lunatic, aren't you? And I said, I said, I just need to know if it works. So I didn't go and do something easy. I decided to do computing science. I did a degree in computing science. I started around 37 and I graduated at the week of my 40th birthday. And that was the first time I used my crutches was when I walked into my graduation ceremony. So I was very proud of that. And then what would you do with that then once you've got it? Because there was never any idea to set up a business. I just got this new degree and I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with it. So friends, colleagues, people that I knew were like, oh, can we, 
you know, can we take advantage of your newfound skills? Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, and that's how it all started. So I started because computing science, it, it's got lots of facets. So I could actually create a network of computers in a building if I wanted to, because we actually learned how to network them all together. I learned how to code. I learned how to build databases. I did pretty much everything really, websites, you name it, we did it. And so there was a lot of web work in the beginning because a lot of small businesses were coming to me. Can you help us create a website? And that was wonderful. But what became very apparent in the very early days is there was a lot of websites being created that weren't SEO optimized. And therefore they weren't being found. They weren't gaining clients. They were just there as a means to an end. And I knew that I could make a difference by bringing my BD skills and my computing skills and putting them together. And so what I started to do probably about three or four years in was creating a process that meant small business owners could create consistent income for their businesses by having those sound business plans that there's the vision the objectives and the targets, you know, clarifying who their audience are and making sure that their audience are actually looking for them and what they're looking for. So not not focusing on keywords, but looking at behaviours and how they buy and the user journey. And then using that data then to look at how we're going to create a structure for the business. What does the value ladder look like? What does the value proposition look like? And then once we've done that is then looking at how we're going to implement those signature programs and those value propositions into their, not only the websites, but into their marketing channels. Cause a lot of businesses don't realize that yes, Google is important. And you know, we are, we, as search engine optimization is about being visible to Google and then finding your website. But where there's a search box is SEO and there's search boxes on YouTube, on our social media platforms, on our podcast channels. It's about being found by where your audience are. So it's helped them to be visible where their audience are and it's solving that biggest issue and using the data to find out what that biggest issue is so they're they're consistently found for an an audience that they want them to solve that big issue so it's a process that I did for myself but I was conscious that I didn't want people to just follow my process because that worked for my business I then wanted to teach how to apply it to their businesses because just because it works a certain way for me it doesn't mean it's going to work a certain way for them And that's what I'm doing at the moment is the visibility mastermind. And that's where I'm happy. That's where I'm thriving with the business owners and teaching them. And, you know, one of the things I said to them last week was, I need to talk to you about belief and I need to talk to you about these visions and these business plans that you've created. If you don't think that you can achieve them and you don't think you can get there and you're not living, eating and sleeping them, then we need to go back to the drawing board. And then I spoke to them about walking without crutches. I said, if I can do it, you can. And that just, it just sort of sets them on fire because they're like flipping heck. Yeah. Andrea's done that. If Andrea's done that, I can do it. And that's, that's what I want to see is that, and 50% of them have completely changed their businesses. So what they came in with and what they're doing now is a completely different vision because they're so passionate about what they're doing. And that's what I want to see is that I can bring their passion out and, you know, they're doing something that they love every day. That is one of the most important things in the world because if you just love what you do every day then you're not working you can get paid along the way that's even better it's always nice you know (laughs) it's just a little bit of the icing on the top of the cake isn't it okay and you've got some free stuff i had a quick look at your website beforehand and naturally as you would expect the information comes at you (laughs) because andrea knows how to make it come at you. So, you know, that that's a sort of obvious starting point. 
So, you know, we'll obviously make sure that the web address is in there and yeah. your LinkedIn profile yeah. so that we can see your story and that sort of thing. But what is it that you've got at the moment that is going to help people yeah. the most? I'm doing lots of free training. I've done a few already, but the one that's coming up is I'm actually doing some keyword research training, which is pretty fundamental to everything we do. So if you're sitting there thinking about what do I call my course? What do I call my program? What are my audience searching for? How are they behaving? Keyword research is important. So a lot of businesses think they've just got to go to a keyword research tool, pop in a word. If it's got a high volume, yeah, I'll use that. Sadly, that isn't the way that it works. We need to understand how our audience behave. So we need to go and gather data about what our audience are actually putting in, not guessing. So I don't actually put keywords into tools and gather volumes and, and do my research that way. I analyze what they are actually putting in, the where they're landing. And when they land, are they actually converting into a person that wants to peruse the website and wants to hang around? So I'm going to be teaching that and how that, they, you know, how important that, uh, that data is. And I'm also going to be talking them through some small parts of my process. So there's going to be lots of takeaways. There's a lead magnet that I sent to you where they can download a free ebook. And then once they sign up to my email list, I'll be sending them out all the information, how to sign up for the keyword research. So it's going to be on Zoom. They just need to click on the register. They register, then they'll send the Zoom link and then they can just log in. And the reason I need them to register is just so I know how many people are coming along and who's coming. And because you don't just assume the whole of your email list is coming. So I'm just asking for everybody to register so I know. And I also do a monthly support session. So it can be very, very isolating working at home on your own without a team, without people to use as a sounding board. So I have a monthly support session that we run every month where ladies, gents, they come along, they talk about their wins, they talk about things that didn't go so well. They've got ideas they want to use as a sounding board. And it's just a lovely heart-centered space where we come together and support each other. And I started that some months we have a lot, some months we don't. And so it's there for people to dip in and out of when they need it. I'm going to be collaborating with some more experts as we go through the month. So in November, I'm going to be talking to a LinkedIn expert. So how to open, optimize your profile, but we're going to incorporate SEO into that and how they optimize their profile so that they can up their search appearances. We're going to look at some, some content copywriters are going to talk about writing content that converts. So we've got a number of experts coming up that are going to come on to Zoom with me and you know, I'm going to interview them and they're going to impart their knowledge as well. So it's about about giving back this year and helping businesses as they go through, you know, October, November, December, because it's, it is a little bit of a, if you listen to the news, it's a sad time, but I don't want them to see it that way because people are still buying, their ideal clients are still buying. It's about still showing up. It's about being consistent. You know, I'm still getting inquiries all of the time and, and clients that are, that are, you know, that are contracting me. So it's about having the belief in yourself and believing that what you're doing really makes a difference and showing up passionately and, if you do that, you just can't go very far wrong, can you? There we go. Look at that. Loads and loads of lovely, lovely stuff there. When you just want to help out, it just follows, doesn't it? Good stuff. You know, we've got to do right by the world. Just well, give it out. Yeah, exactly. Give it out. And some people will gel and like what we're doing and, you know, want that little bit of extra help. Some will just get that bit and... And that's enough for them to go off and make a difference. So that's all good stuff. That's all good stuff. Now, there's every possibility that people might download this episode after the events, but I'm sure these are repeatable yep. things. So it's really just yep. a case of, you know, signing up getting- to my newsletter and I'll just keep telling you when the events are there and the training's there and you're very, very welcome. 
I think that the free training came about because very sadly I've lost my mum and my dad in a year and it's been a very, very sad year. And when I came back after my mum's passing in July, I just needed to be happy. I just needed to make myself happy. I needed to do something that was going to set my heart on fire. And that was when the free training came in. And throughout your career, I'm just going into my ninth year, but when when I started out, it was drilled into me, don't offer freebies, don't give your time away for free, don't do this, don't do that. I think sometimes you've just got to be who you are. You've just got to shine your light as brightly as you can. And I don't see it as giving my time away for nothing. I don't see it as time is precious and you shouldn't give it away. If one or two people from that free training then goes on to do something magnificent and they shriek down the phone at me and tell me how amazing you they're doing, then that's enough for me. And that's all I want to achieve. Like you've said, if there are people that then want to go on and they need further help, that's amazing. And I will happily chat to them. But if not, you know, if it doesn't come to a paying client, then that's totally okay as well because it isn't what I'm doing. Totally with you. Totally with you. So I'm going to ask just before we bring this to a close, I'm going to ask for an SEO angel nugget, goal setting nugget, something that everybody in the world needs to know that we haven't touched on already, just to put a little bit of pressure on you. No, that's fine. But but something the world needs to know about goals and goal setting from you, Andrea. The most important thing that they need to know from an SEO perspective is that it has to be maintained. So any SEO work, any visibility work that you do, you've got to maintain it. It isn't, and it isn't a case of just creating a website, then doing SEO and then off you go. If you're going to make money or you're going to be, get consistent revenue, it's got to be SEO. Then it's got to be copy. Then it's got to be designed. Then it's got to be built with your website in that order. And then you've got to, you've got to do a lot of maintenance. You've got to be very, very consistent. You've got to talk to your audience. You've got to add value. You've got to give them as much value and thought as you possibly can and you just need to maintain that visibility so if you've built your website it's a little bit too late you've got to do your SEO at the beginning because if you think about it you've got to understand what your audience are looking for what they're searching for before you even think about your copy and your content before you think about your design before you think about your build and then once you've done it and you've implemented SEO into your website into your content into your social media You've got to maintain it so it's consistency. So if you're showing up once a week, you're showing up once a week. If you're showing up once a fortnight, you're showing up once a fortnight. But it's the consistency that you've you've got to, you know, a lot of my clients will come to me and say, my visibility's fallen off. Well, you know, where's your content plan? What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. SEO is, is something that I think the saying goes, social media is sexy, but SEO pays the bills because your audience are looking for you. Your audience have already decided that they they want a solution to that problem. You need to maintain your visibility so they can find you. And there we have it. And if you want some SEO help, you need to see the SEO angel. Yeah, come, I'll come and Rose. sit on your shoulder. She'll come and sit on your shoulder and head you in the right direction. It's been a pleasure to hear your story, to see perseverance demonstrated. That's the most important thing, I think, from here. You know, you can achieve anything if you keep going with it, I think. Have the goal and keep going yeah, with it. Totally. totally. Andrea, thank you very much. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Stay in touch. Yeah, total pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 